Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain. Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes. Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery. Well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Can't hear you. Hello? Oh, I can hear you now. Perfect. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, good. Um, uh, um, not Alex, you're, you're Alex. Uh, <laughs> John's <laughs> John's running like two minutes late, so I thought I'd just jump on and. Uh, yeah, no stress, no stress. Yeah. How have you been? Yeah, good. How are you? Yeah, good, good, good. Yeah. Just got back from a football trip. Wow. So, something, something for the pod. <laughs> well,. I mean, that's what I wanted to talk to you about. Just all the grounds you've been to. I've uh, I've got got my hilarious anecdotes. <laughs> <laughs> Great, listed one to twelve. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anic- insert anecdote is seven here. <laughs> uh, how many how many grounds have you been to? So I've in total because I do because I, I found out about that website on when you first started doing the podcast with Joe the football ground map yeah um, it, so I found out about it, so I've logged it all in there I've now done 108 in the world and I've done so I've done 49 of the current 92 yeah and uh, yeah 64 games in Europe 64 games in Europe yeah, oh, yeah. this is going to be an absolute trick. John's just coming in. <laughs> Why is so this some, some, some interesting things have happened. <laughs> really? So, I, I love... And also, I think people assume that I'm... Well, don't get me wrong, I have spent a lot of money doing it. But also, like, sometimes you can get, like, return flights for, like, 50 quid. Right. Well, you're not tempting me. <laughs> <laughs> At all. Hi, John. <laughs> Hi, David. You okay? How are Alex? You okay? Hey, how you doing? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Are you still doing stand-up, Alex? Or did yes, you... yeah, yeah. You I still are? Got a bit of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, really? Because that's how we met, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, yeah. In um, yeah, in Brighton doing stand-up at uh, Sticky Mike's Frog Bar. Yeah. I met you before then, didn't I? Or did, or did you run the night with Sean? So, so we, we, we ran the gig before you in Sticky Mike's Frog Bus. You headlined it through that. So that's what we met you at the gig there and then. Yeah. that was. So, why did you let that gig go? It's such a good room. It, so Sean kind of was going on to bigger and better um, things. But, uh, right, right. Um, so I, I took it on by myself and running a gig is stressful. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it is, isn't it? It's a great run, though. It's fantastic. That oh, doesn't exist anymore. I know. Did they knock it down or? I don't know what it is now, so but sad. it was such a good. It was such a good. We we me and Sean hit the jackpot finding that room. It was. Oh, it was, it was honestly, I, I some of those gigs, some of the comedians we had down and their sets. Mm. It's just. I remember Al Murray's just being phenomenal. Saw Greg Davis there. That was amazing. Oh, I was ill that night. Annoyingly. Oh yeah, they, um, did David Evans ever see? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god, really? Yeah. yeah. Shit. <laughs> yeah. He, he was nervous. <laughs> was he? <laughs> I bet he was. <laughs> oh, just reminiscing about stand-up gigs, John. The good old days, by the sounds of it. Yeah. The good old days. Two, I ran that gig. I started that gig 2014, which makes made you, John, fourteen, thirteen. 13 years old. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I feel old. Really 13. <laughs> Flipping yeah. hell. You won't run any other gigs on the Brighton, in Brighton? No, not at the moment. I do kind of like a, a, a charity thing once a year, every now and then. But right. so that kind of, it kind of is long enough for time to pass to me, for me to forget how stressful running a gig is. Yeah. And then I do it and I'm like, that's me done for a year. Yeah. I have these memories, just these sort of comedians that you saw in the early days. You go, and they've just become really successful now. It's really mad. Yeah. Well, yeah, the list of people we had on at our gig is just like yeah. people that came down to do open spots were like Rob Beckett and yeah, James. I remember James Acaster just really early on. We had like a double header preview once, which was uh, James Acaster and Nick Helm for a fiver. I remember seeing Sean Walsh like he just, yeah, just yeah he did that quite a lot yeah and, yeah. and Romish. Yeah, weird, yes. isn't it? <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Great days. Well, I mean, when we first met as well, that's kind of how I found out you liked football as well. Because I remember I did a few spots at your gig and you were always asking me about the trying to get Brighton tickets. Oh, yeah. I put, I think I put my name on the like the season ticket uh, queue. Mm. Was, yeah, I mean, that was... Did six. you ever make it to a Brighton game? Yeah, I saw a couple. Yeah. Uh, that's a lovely stadium I drove, I drove past it about three or four months ago and just stopped in the car park and said look at that boys <laughs> take it in <laughs> have a look at that bowl boys right by the motorway you hate bowls by the motorway don't you John yeah that's my my biggest pet peeve is bowls by the motorway hate you like it. Fulham's ground then uh, by the river yeah Craven, Craven Cottage is like one of the only stadiums left where I think wow Proper proper football stadium. Although they have just built like a multi-million yeah. pound new stand. It but, is a big stand. So but it's, many, uh, it's lovely. So many away fans, well, people from other clubs say to me, every time I tell them I'm a Fulham fan, they're like, Craven Cottage is our favourite away day. And I don't know whether it's a combination of the stadium and probably a lot of teams also win there. So it's a nice day out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we had them in the cup, the Carabao Cup, like second round a few years ago. And it was like, it was the first time I'd ever been, and I was like, yeah, this is a proper... It, I felt like I was at a big ground, but a proper ground. It was good. Mm. I, I loved it. it's so close to the pitch as well. Is it? Yeah, really close to the pitch. You're right by... Uh, right, Is it the Thames you're by? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it just feels really weird, like niche, but like brilliant. It's just a random cottage in the corner, which is great. Yeah, yeah, where the friends and family sit. It's also... It's weirdly sloped as well. So I've bought tickets in the front row before, and I'm below the pitch. Mm. So it's a really weird view. You're kind of like at ankle level. Of right, some of the players. you sort of see up there. 
That's kind of <laughs> perfect leg watching for you, David. <laughs> That's kind of what it's like, old Old Trafford, though, isn't it? If you're at the yeah. front row, you're sort of looking up a little bit. Yeah, maybe. John, Alex has been to thirteen hundred football grounds. <laughs> No, 1300 no, but how many what was it? <laughs> so I've uh, so my thing is I like to travel around Europe and go to different games this is so fantastic so I go to like uh, so of the current 92 I've done 49 and I'm slowly chipping away at it but in total I've done 108 grounds so wow. that's with European grounds thrown in so uh, I worked it out last night 64 games in Europe that's, that's so cool that's my dream really to go watch Exeter City play in Europe or watch Maybe, well, yeah. But my main dream is to watch Exeter City play in Europe. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, but to go and see some more European grounds would be cool. Would you have, so do you think you would go to a non Exeter one? Yeah. Or are you trying it, to wait for that first moment? I, I would go to a non Exeter one, but I wouldn't go out of my way. So, like, if I was already in the country, so say, like, I was in Germany and Dortmund mm-hmm. and Munich, or someone was playing, in, I'd probably go there, but I wouldn't go out of my way to do it. Sure. I'd, I'd like, if I got my way, it'll be for an Exeter City one. <laughs> I um so I just got back from Greece. Oh no! Nice. So I did. I did. What, randomly, I went to Olympiakos West Ham in the Europa this, League. Why is this so exciting? That is so cool. It's like you've what been was, to what was Olympiakos's atmosphere like? Oh, it was so good. I was a bit nervous because obviously they're playing an English team, and I sound very English. <laughs> uh, but I was on my own, so. But luckily, I was I was embraced when you I went said to that. watch Olympiakos on your own. Yes. Yeah. I went the whole whole time in Athens on my own. So you know, oh, you know what I feel like walking into the ground. Yeah, on your own. yeah, yeah. And also, everything's in Cyrillic. So imagine if you're going to an Exeter camp, but everything's in Cyrillic. You can't even read the instructions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That I is went terrifying. to. Um, I remember. So the other game I went to is Panathinaikos versus Panzerikos, oh which basically sounds like the same thing. Yeah. And then I went to another top flight game, which was Atromatos versus No, that's made Antikolikos. What against <laughs> who? Antikolikos like three of the five Greek teams I saw start with Pat and, and end in Icos it's just <laughs> your random Greek team name generator <laughs> I accidentally asked for that game in particular I accidentally asked the ultras for directions and I didn't realise it oh dear so I literally I got I just got I was going by Google Maps went by the um, the, the metro just got off got, walked straight to the ground I got to the ground I was like I just asked this person, oh, do you know where gate seven is? And they all look really serious and just pointed around the ground. And as I was walking, I was like, that was a bit strange. They all look really serious and they were all dressed in black. And then <laughs> when the game started, they were all like flares kicking off. And right. uh, I was like, oh, football's really violent in Greece. Like, is it? There was a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The game yeah. before the one I went to, like, it got abandoned because they threw like a, an explosive firework at a player. Right. Did you feel safe in there? <laughs> Do you know what? I don't know whether it's a bit of naivety, but yes, I did. <laughs> did you? <laughs> it was. It was only. It was only afterwards when I was like, "Oh yeah, that's why they were kind of a bit stern." Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was all a bit. Yeah, it's a bit. And like, there was away fans in that game, but the guy next to me was saying that's unheard of in Greece. They don't really have away fans. Wow. Oh my god. Not not normally, just because there is so much. Because that's that's a big part of English football culture isn't it like mm. travelling support and like mm. away fans like making the effort to go go to places so yeah, for them to 100%. not have it elsewhere is quite, that's quite bizarre actually I didn't I didn't know that the only other country that I've really seen big away followings is Germany You're right yeah Germany and they sometimes I think they do it they might even do it more 
more impactfully than English fans. Like I went to Mainz Schalke earlier in the year and three quarters of the stadium were Schalke fans. I don't know how they did it, but it was literally like, it felt like a home game for Schalke. It's, yeah, it's kind of like that in Scotland, isn't it? You know, like when Celtic go and play like, I don't know, some small piddly team in Scotland, they just fill out, they give Celtic like three quarters of the ground, don't they? So they can yeah, make them yeah, money. Yeah. That's happened. To, we've played Celtic in a friendly at Craven Cottage and it literally felt like a Celtic home game. This they fe- travel so well. It feels yeah. like, I feel very lucky that you're here, Alex, because you've been, <laughs> but you keep saying, oh, I've been there, went to see, it's like you say, oh, I met Rod Stewart last week and then at last... <laughs> I can't believe you've experienced all these. Not many people say they're lucky that I'm here. I got a nice pep talk before I came on today from my mum, who said, uh, did someone drop out? Oh, <laughs> this is beautiful. I think people will be leaning in going, come on, give me some yeah, Schalke. This is great. Schalke chat. Alex, the big, the big question is, where's the place that's impressed you, where you've gone, wow. oh, I wasn't expecting that. That's impressed me the most. Yeah. Okay. I... I Dortmund's the obvious one of everyone expects it to be amazing. Why? Why? I think it's just, they've got really passionate fans, but they've also got, I think it's, John might correct me on this. It's the largest standing terrace in, yep. in, the, world, in yeah. the world. Yeah, I think it's in the world. Uh, yeah, certain, but certainly in Europe. Yeah. So it's called like the yellow wall and it's like generates the best atmosphere. How um, many, how many in there? I think... I think that it's, it's like a sizable chunk because I think they're allowed it for the domestic games, but not for European games because there's regulations. So for domestic games, their attendance might be 80k. And for European games, they put in the seats and it goes down to 50k or something like that. Shit, I didn't realise it was that it's, big. It's, I was literally saying before I came on, it's weird that you, you brought that up. I was saying to one of my mates, I'm absolutely desperate to go to Signal Dinner Park because it's the best mm. football stadium in the world. Yeah. So I want to do that before I die. It's 100%. But the, the one that actually surprised me is actually Dortmund's rival, Schalke. Here we go. It Schalke was, chat. Schalke chat. It was um, but which Henning Venn's team, I believe. Is he? Um, yeah, yeah, I chatted to him, but it's for, he's, a, he's a Schalke and fan. And Hastings. Hastings and Schalke, the, the twins. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they were, we got to the ground and they're, they're, they're there two hours before the game. The ultras are in the stadium like an hour and a half before singing an hour and a half like the whole end is packed an hour and a half before the game and it's incredible to watch and that that's the most impressive ground you've been to you feel in, impressive atmosphere best ground is actually a unique one my favourite was Braga um, do you guys oh, know about that, the Braga stadium is that the one with the big hill in the background well, it's literally there isn't a stand behind one of the goals. It's a cliff face. So if the ball goes over the goal, it hits the. I'll, I'll send you a picture afterwards. It's yeah. There's there's no. It's built. It's in like an old quarry. That's or amazing. Like that. So yeah, behind one of the goals is just a cliff face with a and they've attached like a screen onto the cliff. Um, so yeah, if the ball goes over, it just hits the cliff face. Oh, I love that. And I, that's that. It's those kind of things that I love because I, I like going to the big stadiums that are like all this crazy atmosphere and stuff. But I also like going to like the second tier games and going to these areas that you wouldn't go to otherwise. Can I just? I don't know why. It's because I just drove by it last summer. Have you been to? Oh, I don't know how to pronounce it. Salernitana. 
No, I haven't. I do know where that is. That's like South Italy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, I, we just drove by and it looked so, sort of falling apart. And then I looked at it. I was like, "Shit, Frank Ribery plays there." Yeah, 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 yeah. They get they got a few uh, older players and stuff. Yeah, no, I've, I've not been there, but I'd I'd like to go to Na- uh, Naples, Napoli. Although I think I'd be a bit scared by that one. I did, I did once. His anecdote number one. Uh, <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> uh, I got tear gassed. Wow. Okay, in, now um, we're in. So yeah. I went to uh, AC Milan versus Napoli, and I don't know what actually happened, whether it was the... Because Na- the Naples fans were like... Literally, they had this kind of like f- mesh fence to guide them into the away end, and it was literally like zombies. They were like like fingers through the fence trying to like get at the AC Milan fans and like spitting through the fence at us. And basically, I, I saw down the pathway, and I just saw this cloud of smoke go off. So I don't know if it was the ultras or the police set it off to try and calm the fans down. But I was like... Oh look, a smoke bomb. That's funny. And then everyone started running towards me, and I was like, "Oh, that's funny." Look, everyone's running away from that smoke bomb. And then the smoke bomb came towards me. I was like, "Oh, that's a bit spicy. I can't breathe." Um, so what was, that, was, what was that experience like then? You can't breathe. It's like it's really it's like really intense peppery kind of. Your eyes are running. My nose was stream. I could, literally couldn't. I couldn't. You couldn't breathe. It lasted like a few minutes, and it was like. And because I, and because I, I don't know whether it was worse because I wasn't expecting it. I literally, like, everyone's running, and I'm just like this idiot that let like, this cloud of smog just wash over me. And then, like, even the people that ran got caught by it. And yeah, it was a. Sorry, was pretty, where was uh, that? The San Siro. That was the San Siro. Oh, yeah. I've got to ask about what's the San Siro like. I do you know what? I really like it. So many people have gone to me like, oh, it's old and it's uh, you know it's horrible like stru- uh, that. I absolutely love it. I'm going in uh, April to Verona and Milan's an hour away because I think this is one of the last seasons at the San Siro. Is it? It is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Or, or are they redoing it? Or, yes. Or... I, don't, I think it's going to a new stadium because they share it. I don't know whether they're building new stadiums each, but but the weekend I'm in Verona, it's the Milan derby. And if I can get no. tickets, I think I've just got to go for it. Why are they getting rid of it? It's not that old, is it? Didn't they build it for the World Cup? I don't know how old it is, actually. But it, I've not been in, like... I went in, like, ten years ago. But people that have been more recently said it's, it is grim. But I don't. I remember it just being... I really loved it cause it's so iconic. Just for a little context on the conversation we were having earlier, that yellow wall at Dortmund can hold 25,000 people. One standalone stood up, which is ridiculous. 25,000 people. Wow. Mental. Wow. How much does it reduce to for cha- Champions League? It doesn't it doesn't say on their website. So they they don't have a they just have a domestic attendance. They don't have a Champions League attendance, which is annoying cuz that's what I wanted to find out, but <laughs> I, I can't find it. <laughs> I, I would assume quite a considerable amount, I would imagine. Okay. I um and, and the pricing as well is amazing. Like so this coming weekend it's almost like I booked these trips just so I've had anecdotes to talk about. This coming weekend, I'm going to Madrid and I'm going to Real Madrid, Valencia and Atletico Madrid, Villarreal. Have you been to these grounds before? Uh, so for ground ticking, if they move to a new stadium, you lose the tick. So I've been to Atletico Madrid's old stadium and they moved. So I've backed down to zero for Madrid Stadium. So these are both new stadiums for me. What's it called now? Called like the um, Wanda Metropolitano, isn't yes, it? Yes, that's correct. Yes, yeah, so I went to Vicente Calderon. 
Oh yeah, that was the old one. Yeah, that's one I couldn't think of. Guess how much the match ticket was for Atletico Madrid Vill- Villarreal? Tenner. Bit more than that, but <laughs> hundred and ten. Twenty. Twenty-five euros. Which that's so good. Considering I've paid sixteen pounds to watch the Conference South. Yeah. I, I once uh back to back weekends went to see Whitehawk in the Conference oh, South. Whitehawk, yeah. And paid sixteen pounds. And then the following weekend, I went to Lazio into Milan for 11 euros. (laughs) Really? It was cheaper to go watch Lazio into Milan. And I'm pretty sure, I was because I was in with the ultras for the Lazio game, I'm pretty sure the guy I was sitting with was some sort of mafia person. Because he didn't, so he didn't speak the whole game. He he didn't speak any English. So the only words he could say to me in English were John Terry and Chelsea Chelsea. Um, but he sat there the whole game. He had two, he didn't watch the game. He was on two phones. And then every now and then someone would just come up to him, not say a word. He'd give them his hand. They'd kiss his ring and walk away. What? I'd love that. I'd love that, Exeter. But he was very friendly to me. <laughs> Imagine you were sat next to the mafia leader, Exeter, David. You'd be no, no. I, they kissed my ring. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I thought you were just giving me the middle finger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> have some of that. Yeah. What what ground have you been most excited about travelling to? I, I think it was the Dortmund one, just because so much of it's. Um, I I was I was always interested by the Stadio Olimpico in Rome, but like it's got like a running track, and that just kind of takes away from the. It is still a good atmosphere, but it does kind of negate it a little bit. There's um. One stadium that I want to tell you about in Portugal that's quite interesting. So I went to um, uh, I went to watch Sporting Lisbon play in Lisbon, and then that we found out there was another top-flight team there called Belenenses playing. Um, and there's this weird thing in Portuguese football. I can't fully explain it, but basically the gist of it is the football club and the business part of the club are almost like separate entities and conjoined and at Belenenses they fell out the football and the business part of the club fell out and the football club had to start from the very bottom and work their way up but the legal entity of the club remained the league status for the top flight so all the fans just went to the team that's starting from the ground up and it meant that Belenenses played in this basically like abandoned stadium Right. Um, wow. Like 200 people. Um, and it weirdly, it's their national stadium, but it just doesn't get used apart from like the Portuguese FA Cup final. And they invest no money in it. It's What's basically it like. What's it called? Do you know? I can't remember. It's basically. So have you ever heard of the Lisbon Lions? Mm, no. I don't think so. So they are the Celtic team that won the Champions League. Right. And they won it in Lisbon in this ground. Oh. Um, oh. So I've forgotten what the ground. It's not Estadio de Restelo. Former home to. Let me. I'll see if I can find it. So it's, it's basically, there's weeds growing out of the thing. No. Yeah, it's like fully overgrown. And like they host the, the Portuguese Cup final there every year. And all the Portuguese fans are like, just host it at one. It's officially their national stadium. But because the Benfica Stadium and all that, so anytime they get like an international game, it's like. Um, it All the games are in the like Benfica or sporting stadiums because this one's just like completely run down. And there was literally like. 200 people there but I saw one of the funniest things I've ever seen at a football match there so their mascot is a shark 
and he was doing all his mascot duties on the pitch before the game. And then when the game kicked off, he just went and sat in the fifth row in the full <laughs> shark costume and just watched the game. Literally sat there with his arms folded and just watched the game in full shark. Not even like he was on the bench or it's an official. He went into the crowd in the shark outfit and watched the whole game. With his head on? Yeah, with the head on. I'll send you the picture. That's what, so, <laughs> that's what Exit City's mascot back in the day used to do, Grecian the Lion. He used to, you know, finish finish his duties on the pitch, then just walk up the, what what was the flyby then, but is now known as the Nevada stand. We used to walk up there, right to near the top, and then everyone used to watch him follow him, and he used to take his head off and plonk it on his lap, and everyone <laughs> used to be like, oh, that, that's what he looks like. <laughs> the magic ruined. <laughs> yeah, as a kid, I remember thinking, oh, it's not a real lion. Crap. Have you seen those? <laughs> you must have seen the mascot, the one minute silence mascot. Oh, yeah, I love oh, that. Unbelievable so account, by the way. So good. There was one the other day, I think it was, was it Luton, Liverpool? They had a minute silence there, and it was, it's the, it's the fixed smile. <laughs> yeah. They're doing Remembrance Day in this, like, mascot. You know, like, you know, West Brom used to have, like, a boiler as a mascot. They've got quite a few funny minute silences where they're doing a minute silence and it's just this boiler smiling ominously over everybody. <laughs> uh, I, I, actually, I actually tweeted about that shark thing and the, the official account for that football club found it. And for a very brief, well, they're not top flight anymore, but a Portuguese top flight team followed me on Twitter. <laughs> oh, lovely. My claims to fame. <laughs> what What's the... Apart from Braga, what's the sort of quirkiest ground you've been to? Oh, that's a very good question. Uh, do you know what? Pa- Panathinaikos was quite quite quirky. Um, well, a I lot had... of the Greek stadiums are quite quirky, aren't they? Like They're like open and like yeah. a lot of them have got running tracks. It's weird. It's, yeah. I've been to a couple of Greek stadiums. They're a bit, they are weird. Have you? Well, not to watch a game, but like when I've been on holiday, we've gone in and like seen if we can like get a little tour or something. Mm. Which which ones did you go to? So I went to one called I don't know if you heard of them. I don't think they're top flight, or at least I don't know. I don't know. They might have been. Uh, they're Panionios in Greece, in, in oh, Athens. Yeah. Sorry. Yep. Um, yeah. So we went there, and they're like they were top flight for a bit, and they've just got a massive running track, no roof on any of the stands. Like half of it's missing. The pitch is like drier than the Sahara Desert it should, and they're playing like top flight or they were playing top flight oh, I yeah, can see flight. why you do this it must be it's, mm. it's a good excuse to see another city and just like what about the football how different is it um, I think you do get like a taste for different leagues like the Italian league is a bit slower Germany just it's so many goals like I think some like the last trip I went to in three games I saw like 17 goals why why, why? What, what, what do they do different I, I, I don't know what it is like the games are just so open I don't know whether it's just like attack 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 but like if you look at if you look at a weekend of Bundesliga results a really safe bet is both teams to score because it always seems to happen um, but yeah like I, th- I saw a I saw a 5-1 a 4-3 and a 3-all right in like the space of three days it was what was and also the other go sorry on. no go on they in Germany one thing they do in certain areas is your train is included in the match ticket yeah I think and I've seen that before actually yeah that's so yeah, good yeah so we used to we used to stay for Dortmund we used to stay in Dusseldorf which is about basically like an hour train ride away and then the face value of the tickets, what, like 30 euros and your trains included. That's like going from Brighton to London to see Arsenal for 
30 quid and your train's included. It's just, it's, I think they get the attendances just because of how well it's run. It feels so much slicker. Like Whereas here, I went to um, Swansea away with Fulham and I had two choices to get the train for 150 quid each way or get a £10 return coach. And it's just, it's so, it prices you out so much. Yeah. And, and the good thing about Germany is that obviously all their clubs in the top flight are 51% fan owned, aren't they? So there's that they have that say and they have the control over what happens. So like everything can be affordable. Everything is like in favor of the fans, not against them. It's not like commercialized to, like it is over here. It's really yeah. good. Yeah, it's 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 so good as well. The other thing I really like doing with these European trips is kind of like seeing players before they kind of go on to other clubs and come to the Premier League. Oh, yeah. So I've seen quite a lot of players before they come. Son, I saw him play for Leverkusen. I saw um, Ozil play for Werder Bremen. Wow. Sane for Schalke. Uh, Did you ever see... Sorry? Did you ever see De Bruyne play before he was... No, I didn't see him. But there is a random obscure one. I saw Sadio Mane play for Salzburg. How good were they? (laughs) <laughs> that game, bear in mind, Salzburg were running away with the league. Uh, they were winning every game 5-0. They were like 15 points ahead and they were playing bottom of the table. I was like rubbing my hands thinking I was going to see a goal fest. Uh, 0-0. <laughs> <laughs> That's so I've seen some, uh I've, I've seen some great games. I think, I think the best game I've ever seen abroad is I saw Champions League. Roma lost at home 7-1 to Bayern Munich. That? And that is probably the best team display I've ever seen. It was just uh, Lewandowski, Iron Robin. Oh, Lewandowski, right. Uh, Frank wow. Ribery. Unbelievable. Yeah, it was, it was uh, unbelievable. And like Roma fans can be a bit tetchy sometimes, but I think even they were like, th- th- I've got a photo on my phone where you can see the Roma fans exchanging shirts with the Bayern Munich fans over the like Perspex glass that kind of holds them in. That's cool. Yeah, it was, like, it was like, you know, they'd gone so far beyond rage that they were like, nah, fair play, that was... Please explain um, to me what it's like watching that standard of football. What's sorry, it? say that again? Please explain to me what it's like watching that standard of football. It's, it's, it's so... I mean, bear in mind, I'm also a Fulham fan, so I sometimes get a reality check. Uh, it's, it's... Sometimes it's... Unbe- like, bear in mind, I play football as well, so I know how some how touches can go uh, but like seeing a ball kind of ping across and just like having no doubt in your mind that that's not just going to be controlled and killed dead so straight hard. away <laughs> like because like, well, so, even when the ball's coming towards me playing i'm just like anything can happen i <laughs> the other week someone played a ball to me and you, i you play with joe don't you yeah, 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 yeah. I first time chipped it over a defender's head and everyone went like, oh, wow. I didn't have the heart to tell them that was a touch that went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, you, so, you made a really good point, Alex, that even uh, even like at Exeter City's level and David will know first down, sometimes you see a ball go across the pitch and you think, oh God, he, he, there is a strong possibility this could bounce horribly off him and he won't yeah, trap yeah, yeah. it. Or... Do you know what it made me think? When when a player kills it dead, you go, oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Whereas you sort of expect it, don't you? You expect but, it but at it's that not, level, yeah. yeah certain, but it's not normal. There's a, there's a famous clip of a Fulham game where, like, 
there's a touch so good it's like its own clip and it got like a round of applause like someone did like this <laughs> cross field yeah. ball and Dimitar Berbatov just literally yeah. it looks oh, like he's not even trying it literally like there's, there's there's no when he when I say kills it dead I was like there's not even a little bit of spin it's perfectly still oh, why is he that was, so sexy why is uh, that it's, it's majestic and literally it wasn't even a round of applause because I remember hearing this on another podcast and watched it back it was the crowd literally went ah oh. <laughs> it was that majestic it was kind of just like a oh that's beautiful <laughs> David you need to watch you need to watch that clip you need to watch that clip have you have you seen this yeah um, it, me, it's mine and my dad's it's my, mine and my dad's favourite clip like if if it's like I remember, I remember watching it live on Match of Day when I was younger I mean my dad were like what has just happened rewind it please he stops it dead and then his pass afterwards is unbelievable as well no one ever thinks about the pass but the pass after is a joke who's it who's it against I'm sure I've seen Aston it Villa. I yeah I can't remember who it's against but oh my god it's if you just type in Dimitar Berbatov touch for Fulham it'll come up it's a joke he traps it like the bottom of his foot like his studs so yeah, most it's, people it's... would like bounce off horribly and he just stops it dead and then plays an unbelievable pass okay here we go oh my god Oh my god. Oh, oh my god. There's just no effort. It, it looks so casual, doesn't it? Do you know who's got a good touch, John? Go on. Pierce Sweeney. Yeah, great touch. Technically, really, really good. Really, really good, isn't he, Pierce? Yeah. At our level. Really. He, the amount of times a ball will come over, you'll just. <laughs> yeah. That's my. Uh, <laughs> sound <laughs> effect. Touch noise. <laughs> Has Joe told you much about the Monday footballs? Um, yeah, yeah, we've spoken quite a lot. It's sort of, he loves it, but he's just wrapping his head around nearly 50, being nearly 50 and playing. <laughs> I, it's, yeah, so the, the WhatsApp group for it is called Old Man Football, and it's lot, lots of injury-prone people. I remember one week, I, again, sounds like I'm showing off, but wait till you hear. <laughs> so I scored an overhead kick one week, and I text Joe... 100% overhead kick and when I was younger that would have been like my anecdote for ages text Joe that because he wasn't there that week he texts back is your back okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah he was talking about playing walking football I, I would consider it how old are you? 35 you're in but your prime long, lots of injuries lots of injuries I think we've got more knee straps on Monday than people so I was talking to some parents at the school and uh, I take my boys to football on a Saturday and um, we have a little kick around, like three or four of the dads, or we did that and we sort of really enjoyed it. We're like, why don't we get a little team together, a little five-a-side team? Why don't we? Like, so I was imagining getting this team together and playing a competitive game against another five-a-side. How easy is it to twinge a hammy? Or <laughs> it must be all the time. It, it's, and sometimes it's like I'll play an evening of football and be fine and then I don't know whether it's like I've done something to your muscles but like I'll hurt my ankle standing up the next day right yeah, uh, yeah. I love I love five-a-side football it's unbelievable oh, same, I, like I'm I'm still in I'm still in the part of my life where I can just turn up like not don't have to warm up just play like just go on and play and I don't have to worry about like getting any muscle injuries or anything like that yeah. and like we, we have one in the house so it's like smiling at us almost enjoying it <laughs> you I reckon you've got seven years left of that seven years yeah that's unbelievable I'm, I love it like playing for, I would rather play five a side than eleven a side 100% 
Um, but yeah, there's, there's nine of us in the house, nine lads. We all have a, we have a five-side team, and we, we we take it like dead serious. We won the league like the last two seasons, and we're we're in it again this year. So <clears throat> it's very very like. What role do you play in uh, in five-side? Yeah, so I'm actually blessed with Havertz. And, and people, Havertz. people, I'm not gonna <laughs> with what Havertz. No, 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 no. I'm I'm blessed with natural pace, so I'm pretty quick. No. So yeah, yeah, I know. No one believes it when I say it, but if you ask any of the any of the lads who are in the house, they'll say, "What's John good at?" It's just quick, knock and go kind of play. So I play out wide, right, in a fives pitch. But we have quite a big. It's not like a what traditional five side pitch. It's a bit bigger than what no, no cage around it or anything. Just like an actual pitch. So yeah, oh, I, lo- oh, my God. Oh, I think that's. But I think that's. But I think I prefer that to the cage because that's what I find. Re- like when I was playing eleven aside, I almost found it better or easier on the cardio because it would go off and you get a breather. Whereas like the cage, like it hits the wall and you're like I've immediately got to deal with this situation. I don't have time to stop crying. <laughs> yeah, yeah c- cage football is the best for like, um, like, like you say, your endurance levels because you can't afford to stop like if you stop and the ball bounces off the wall and the other team are through or whatever but that's because there's no ability in that you can just hit it off the wall and go around someone or whatever I feel like your, your technical ability improves way more in small sided games where it can go out and you could got to be yeah. sharp on the ball 100% 100% I think someone for our Monday one suggested that we do like a a 24 hour charity one but I think a few people raised the point of we struggle to get past now or I think a 24 hour one's going to be a bit of a struggle 24 hour game of football something like that <laughs> and also they also pointed out that uh, we'd probably lose half the sponsorship money like getting new balls to continue the ones we lose in the bushes yeah Alex were you part of the team that Joe played with at the Amex or I am, am. <laughs> yeah so what was that like unbelievably difficult wow really really, really difficult was it, we... 11? it wasn't 11 aside was it it was just no it was um it was six aside, but the thing that I did we didn't take so we play six aside on a Monday, but what we didn't take into account was like the width of a Premier League pitch was the same size as some eleven aside pitches I've played on Sunday League. So we were basically playing six aside on what felt like an eleven aside pitch. Like I so my kind of style of football is I play kind of back to goal in six aside, and if someone gives it to my feet, I can flick it off to them. But I was trying show to do off, that in this pitch. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't have control of which way the flick's going. <laughs> but but one of the guys had to take me aside off the first game. He's like, "You're going to have to hold it for five seconds longer. We can't. <laughs> but we, don't, we, don't, we can't get up to you quick enough." <laughs> but like, we got there and we're like, because I, I think I spoke to you very briefly on the phone. That so it was like, we had um, someone was like, "Oh, that's a." first division county team there and then another one was like we're changing oh yeah there's a few of our team they played for bradford or hereford or and just like it was just we they we were way out of our depth yeah way out of our depth um so so i didn't i haven't had the privilege of playing like a big ground at the amex but have you ever been to boundary park alex oldham no i've not actually so i like first year of uni i got to play there in in a cup final with so all my mates from uni and we, Mm -hmm. we played against another team there and um, I was actually fortunate enough to score. And but just playing in like a ground like that was ridiculous. It was like so we we won three two tight game, horrible, like massive. Yeah, but you don't. I don't think people that play even play Sunday league can actually like fathom how much bigger those pitches really are. 
than what you play on a Sunday. They are massive. They are as wide as they can be for like the league's regulations. They want to they want them as big as possible so they can play in as little or tight as area as possible. And it is like you said, it's such hard work. It's horrible. And it was daunting enough playing with like just the stands there and nobody in it. So imagine that field with you know like twenty whatever Oldham can have like fifteen thousand people. It'd just be hard. I, I can. I've always said on the pod, I could not be a professional footballer. Not not because I'm not. Well, one, I'm not technically good enough, but two, the pressure that must be on them is horrible. I hate it. I think that's the thing we were saying as well. Is it's like imagine how difficult this is, but with like people on your back shouting at you. It was like I mean the pitch was perfect, but it was just. I remember we ambitiously before the tournament were like. Oh, what time of the what time of the quarters? And very quickly we're like, well, let's clear our schedule from midday onwards. <laughs> yeah, but it is it's fast that point that you made about you know how a player like the the ball come forty yards across the pitch and a player will trap it perfectly. But imagine that, but like all, well, you know that ball's travelling across the sky and you've got thirty thousand people pinned in on you about yeah, to make yeah, this yeah. touch. Yeah. How do you get? I just don't know how you get over that like psychological factor of knowing everybody is watching I guess me. You're just so good. It's not a thing. You're just like, well, I know I control this. This is not an issue. Oh, but I, in my head, I'd be like, shit. Like some like there's thirty thousand people looking at me. If I make a fool of myself, but I look bang, and by the time the ball's there, you absolutely cocked it up. And like even on a Monday night playing five side, I like still think about mistakes I made two months ago, and there was no <laughs> other witnesses and, and no and no videos. Imagine that. It's like. I'll just bring up that YouTube clip of that time you were you made that mistake. Yeah. <laughs> or uh, the other the other way is that I remember lovely little moments in Sunday League football, and the only person I remember it is some sort of pot smoking bloke from Crawley who's on the side <laughs> with his dog. <laughs> and he, that's an anecdote. <laughs> we had a we had a really unique story for us. So I played on a Sunday as well. We've got a Sunday league. So I play in the top division of Stockport, which is no flex at all, by the way. Um, but we had a guy come and play for us, right? His name was Nivaldo, N-I-V, Aldo, like Ronaldo. And he'd played in the Europa League. He played at the Ibrox, fully packed out. And he was 35 and just looking for a team to play for on Nivaldo. a Sunday. Nivaldo. Nivaldo. He's got, he's got a Wikipedia page. Go look at him. Yeah, he, mate, he's honestly, and it was actually him. So we went and looked at his Wikipedia page. He was 35 and he scored a hat-trick for our team. He was unreal. He How was like did the, you find him? Uh, we bumped into him on a night out. He's on loan at Bootle. Yeah, so, so well, he's not anymore. He didn't want to travel to Liverpool um, anymore. So he was like, right, I'm just going to go find a Sunday side and, and play with them. So he played for us for a couple of games. Mate, he was a joke. At 35, he was the best player on the pitch. This, 35 years old. That's the, do you, This might be a bit before your time. David, you might remember this guy. There was a guy called a left-back for Brighton in the early 90s called Kerry Mayo. Does that name uh, ring a bell? Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, so he, when I was playing Sunday League football, so he was like a, a average left back at League One kind of level. And this was when he was like 45. He came along training a few times and ran rings around everybody. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Well, look at, you mean the best example of that is like soccer age. You know, like when you see like a 60-year-old Roberto Carlos just yeah. absolutely taking the piss and it's like, yeah. okay, this, these guys are mental. He can't even yeah. run anymore and he's still better than all of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, I think there's a, there's, a, there's a funny, I can't remember who, who says it, but like when Maradona, like they had to get him from like a nightclub in Spain because he'd forgotten he was playing. They flew him back that morning and he was like, incredible. 
Like, that's my dream. I think that's my ultimate dream. I want to be... I, the only reason I want to be successful is so I can play... So they ask me to come play in soccer and then I'll be, yeah. that'll be my life complete. I thought you were going to say your dream's to play with Maradona. Oh, no, that, one, that's def- that ship is definitely safe. Yeah. I was going to say, for Maradona as well, they were saying at that game, they were like, they would absolutely ping the ball for him. He was like, no, defeat, I'm not running. Flip. <laughs> uh, what's the, what's the, um, the best English ground you've been to and the worst? And have you been to St. James? This is this is gonna be fascinating because I've done I've done a similar amount of grounds to you. So I've done I think I think I've done 60, 60 out of seventy two. I think I've done all the league two, all the league one bar one, and a few championship and quite a few. Prem, Here we so go. Here we go. I'll be very interested to see. Outside of Craven Cottage for bias, the ground that I really liked was Nottingham Forest, the city ground. Why? And the worst why? ground I've why, been, why, why? I'm sorry. Why? Again, I think maybe it was the location. Um, on the river, it reminded me a bit of Fulham. Uh, I, I enjoyed the walk to it. It was good atmosphere. And just kind of, it felt like an old football ground with lots of history as well. It wasn't one of these modern bowls that John talks about. It was, it felt proper. Oh, look um, at the river. Look at yeah. the river. I've been, I've been on the, uh, I've been on the pitch at Nottingham Forest. Great. Uh, but I have not been there for a game of football. So Ooh, Very nice. And worst. Here we go. Was, uh, I was actually in the Grimsby away end with Lloyd Griffith at Newport County. No. Oh, that's the oh, that's the worst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Has that yeah. come up before, John? Newport. E, uh, yeah, a couple of times on the pod. New, it's just scaffolding, isn't it? It's just scaffolding. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. Yeah. It was a uh, yeah. It wasn't 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 brilliant. And what was the other? Was, was there a third a question? Why? Why? What? Why is? Oh, I'm looking at it now. Yeah. See what you mean. <laughs> it's, got, it's got no roof. Yeah. It's got no roof in Wales where it rains 95 percent of the time. So you can't make an atmosphere, you get wet, cold, and you feel like you're about to fall through at every 30 seconds because it's scaffolded. Mm. And it feels really far from the pitch as well, I thought. It is far from the pitch, yeah. Did you ever go to Withdean in Brighton, David? Um, no. I, I remember sit. Is that the one with the running track? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was my first ever away game. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, as a kid. I went to I went to what, I think Brighton pummeled us, but I remember thinking, oh, so everyone said Brighton were like, you know, like a big team in this division yeah, and we yeah, had a, yeah. we had a better stadium than them yeah uh, it's um i remember because the because there was a running track and the away stand was so far behind the running track the away fans used to sing can you tell us if we score <laughs> i went i went to plow lane over oh, the original yeah, plow lane to see the crazy Amazing. gang yeah how was that well i looked at weirdly i looked at pictures of it this morning and it's it's, it made me feel quite low, quite depressed. <laughs> yeah. Why? Don't know. It's just, it's sort of, it just brought back memories. Like, oh yeah, it looked like that, didn't it? Just with the cage <laughs> up, and it's just how small it was, and how sort of noddy. I'd love to have been alive. Well, I think I was. I don't know actually if I was alive when the Crazy Gang were about, but I'd love to have been able to go and see what they were like. That would have been something else. Well, that's the thing, because so many of these things, like especially with like when you talk about players, like how good they were back in the seventies and what atmosphere it was like, like being able to compare it to something now, like what would the frame of reference be? Or like the only thing I know Vinnie Jones for is lock, stock, and two smoking barrels. That's it. <laughs> Have you been to St James? No, oh, that was the other. Yeah, no, never been. So it's on my list. So, I'll, uh, yeah, I'll give you a shout. I need to come down and tick it off. Yeah. Yeah, do it. Please do. It's good. Uh, come, come kiss your ring. <laughs> yeah, kiss my ring. Yeah, who would you watch at St. James? What, what's a good fixture? I, I, 
think sometimes I, I do it more on like logistics rather than I go, that's the game I want to see. Yeah, so yeah. for example, uh, I haven't been to Plymouth either. So I do need to tick that off. However, out of loyalty to you both, I'll go Don't in the away end. Yes. Love that. I've Don't... actually been in the away. I told David this ages ago. I went, I was in the Exeter away end when you played at MK Dons last season. Oh, wow. Uh, oh yeah. Where Giovanni, the Giovanni score. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, you don't like yeah. you don't like that ground, do you, John? Okay, uh, arguably the worst football stadium in the country. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's up there. It's up because it's so big. It's too big. It's not. It's not. It wasn't primarily built to be a football stadium. It's just. It's a hotel first and a football stadium second. Uh, so it's crap. I hate it. It's all commercially thought out. It's all like how many bands can we get in here? How many WWE events can we get in here? <laughs> Like it's whatever they can find, they'll put in there. Rugby, crap. I hate that. I hate it. Although it's what football teams need to survive, whatever. I don't care. If you, the football has to be the main thing of a football stadium, and everything is secondary. Whereas at MK Dons, it feels completely backwards. It feels like everything but football is first, and however many you get on a Saturday doesn't matter. Oh, let's have a thirty-five thousand seat stadium and get six thousand fans. Brilliant, super. Yeah, what, what a place to play. Philip. We're going to get some bad reviews <laughs> from the MK Dons fans. Honestly, if you look at our iTunes reviews, we've got loads of five stars, which is lovely. They're quite a hefty one star. <laughs> <laughs> when you say hefty one star, do you mean a one star that's like an essay? Yeah. One one star. Yeah. <laughs> loads of one stars and five stars. Well, yeah. maybe you shouldn't support such a terrible, horrible football team then, should you? <laughs> Okay, Alex, are you up for doing the Man, uh, the Man United, the Man United Football Club quiz? Yes, let's do it. I'm, I'm, I'm nervous, but I'm. Let's give it. A, this might be revenge for the quick game I we did on our podcast. <laughs> I'm scorekeeper here, so uh, uh, nothing gets past me. <laughs> there we go. So the leaderboard: Tom Rosenthal six points, Tom Parry three, Cameron Dawson twelve. Ooh. Now, I don't know where this quiz is from, whether it's 1991 or... <laughs> I hate this. I hate the fact that you just whack out, type in Bright Earth Fulham quiz and just put anything on. Okay, here we go. Quite, I'm quite into this quiz idea now. I don't know why. You can't ever find a quiz. Well, I just like, I just like <laughs> the idea of um, um, if you can get onto the leaderboard, will you make it into first place? <laughs> okay. it's, it's, 12, it's 12 the, the score to beat. 12 the score to beat. 16 questions. Goes on for about five minutes too long. But that's okay. Here we go. Question one. What year was Fulham founded? 1897. Is it 1876, (laughs) 1877, 1878 or 1879? I think it's 1897. 1879 then, yeah. I got around the wrong way. Is that your final answer? Say the options again. 1876. Suddenly everyone's interested. 
1877, 1878, or 1879? 1879. Correct. Ooh, there we go. <laughs> good, good, good job, there was options. Yeah, jeez. Tense little start. Here we go. <laughs> Question two. Off the mark, off the mark. What's the name of Fulham Stadium? Craven Cottage, the Crow's Nest, Lilypad Arena, or Fulham Cottage? That's got to be a joke. <laughs> I mean, after I got the first, almost got the first question, I was like, here are the options. <laughs> uh, Craven Cottage. Yeah, correct. Who was Fulham's shirt sponsor in the 2019-2020 season? Was it LG, Daffabet, Betfair, Dabs.com? What was the one before the last one? Betfair. Um, what was the first one? LG. <laughs> LG was years ago, wasn't it? Unlike yeah, that was times. and Dab- Dabs was older as well. Um, and I think the other one was older. So I want to say Betfair. Is that your final answer? Yeah. Wrong. Daffabet. Oh. Oh. Question four: Which British actress? Which British actor supports Fulham? Hugh Grant, Tom Hardy, Idris Elba, Christian Bale. It's uh, it is Hugh Grant. Correct. Leader of the firm. <laughs> Who was Fulham FC's Fulham first ever manager? Joe Bradshaw, Andy Ducat, Harry Bradshaw, Phil Kelso. I want to go Harry Bradshaw. That is a complete guess. Correct. Off, off. Hey, what you're flying, Alex? Absolutely flying here. <laughs> Who is Fulham's all-time top league goal scorer? Is it Graham Leggett, Steve Earle, Johnny Haynes, or Alexander Mitrovic? Well, we can rule one of those out, can't we? Well, the person who the answer is isn't listed. So Mitrovic is the top scorer in the Prem. No. He's not even the top scorer in the Premier League. Clint Dempsey's the top scorer in the Premier League, but our all-time scorer is Gordon Davis. <laughs> some some quiz you found there, David. <laughs> While David Googles that, I'll t- I'll give a quick a quick anecdote about him as well. My dad had a pretty um serious back operation, and I managed to get hold of a number for him and text him out of the blue. He didn't know who I was, asking if he'd give my dad a good good luck message for the operation within within a day he'd done a video and uh wishing him good luck and then even in the days afterwards was checking in how he was that's brilliant i love i love stuff like that footballers have such a strong power in yeah in the world right alex how the hell have they got this so wrong because i've (laughs) I've looked at the highest highest goal scorers gordon davis and the one they've got here scored 40 goals less that's weird, isn't it? They get that wrong. You're correct, Gordon so, Davis. Yeah, maybe I was right with the first question as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's bizarre, isn't it? Oh well, that is odd. Do I get an extra point for? <laughs> I think we should give him an extra yeah, point. Give him point five. Oh no, I just give him an extra point. I can't give him point five. That's awkward. Which player has the most appearances for Fulham? Is it Johnny Haynes, Eddie Lowe, Les Barrett? Or Frank Penn? It's Johnny Haynes. Correct. Wow. What nationality is club legend Edwin van der Sar? 
Irish, Chinese, Dutch or Welsh? He's Dutch. Wrong. He's Welsh. How many points? No, you know, you're right. <laughs> Gen- genuine was concerned. <laughs> I've been punked. How many points did Fulham finish on in the 2018-2019 season? 22, 24, 26 or 28? It wasn't many. 28? Wrong. 26. Oh. <sighs> Embarrassing. <laughs> Which of these players did Fulham pay the highest transfer fee for? Was it Andre, Frank, Zambo and Guisa? Clint Dempsey, Jimmy Bullard or Ross McCormack? Oh, I know who this is. I think it's Andre, Frank, Zambo and Guisa. Correct. Oh. Who was the club's player of the season in 2018-2019? Tom Kearney, Marek Rodak... Callum Chambers or Tim Ream? Weirdly, I think it was Callum Chambers. Correct. <laughs> That's impressive. Flying. Flying. Which team is considered the club's oldest and fiercest rivals? Chelsea, West Ham, Arsenal, Queen's Park Rangers? I think it's traditionally Chelsea. Is that your final answer? Yeah, I'm going with that. Correct. <laughs> Who scored the only goal for Fulham in the 2009-2010 Europa League Cup final? Bobby Zamora, Zoltan Guerra, Simon Davis, Clint Dempsey. Simon Davis. Correct. What was the final score against Brentford to be promoted to the Premier League for the 2020-21 season? 1-0, 2-0, 2-1, 3-0. I think it was 2-1. Correct. <laughs> was, that the, was that the one where... What's his mate? He scored two free kicks. It, one was from open play, but he scored that free kick where he took it quickly and David Rye was miles out of his goal. Or oh, yeah, yeah. Two more questions left. True or false, Craven Cottage was originally a royal hunting lodge. True. Correct. <laughs> and the final question. The final question is this. This is my question that I throw in. How old is Steve Marley? What, now? Yeah. Hmm. What, I don't even know who this bloke is. So he he was our... So he was good, but not necessarily for us. So basically, the season we got promoted... Didn't quite work out, did it, for him? Yeah. He was like a French international, and he was like our record transfer at the time. And it's one of those ones where like look, we've had worse signings since, uh, but at the time, it was like he flopped. But he still got like five goals for us. It was like it wasn't a complete disaster in the context. Um, so he would have played early two thousands. I reckon he's forty six. Ooh, forty nine. Oh, oh. <laughs> right. Let's get a count. Here up we there. go. <laughs> Will he be top of the leaderboard? <laughs> he did very very well. Thank you. I was very nervous. <laughs> okay. Surely you are top on you. Okay, I've got the number. I've got the number. With a, with a bonus point as well. Drum roll, please. 14 points, Alex. 14 points. Yeah. Oh, right. So Cameron Dawson stood at the top. 
No, Cam only had 12, didn't he? Yes, he did. So I don't know why I said that. <laughs> I'll take that. And that, you know what? That wasn't an, an as easy a quiz as some of the others. That was pretty hard, actually. I oh, really? Because like, some of the questions I thought... And in fact, you got one that wasn't even on the answer sheet. Yeah, and <laughs> nationality of Vandessar, that was pretty easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was, I wasn't sure, yeah. God, Tom no, Perry's languishing with three points. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Although he had some t- he had to he had some tough ones. Oh cool. yeah. Well Well the Wolves won. Yeah, that was some hard ones. It was like who missed a penalty in nineteen ninety one? Yeah, I was, I was who quite missed a penalty in the nineteen ninety one playoff final and the, and the Oh it's ridiculous. Some of the questions were a joke. <laughs> Thank you, Alex. Thanks so much for coming on. No, thank you so much for having me. Thank oh, you. Loved it. Yeah. So where are you going? What's the next next game you're going to? Is it San Siro? So it's Real, Real Madrid and uh, Atletico Madrid this weekend. So I'll I'll, uh, I'll send you some pictures from that trip. Yeah. Yeah. It's lovely. Nice. Lovely. Yeah. Any kind of any new ground that's sort of fun to have a look at, send them over. Yep. Hundred percent will do. Yeah. Thank you so much, Dave. A lot of fun. Oh, not at all.